Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to... Legs, legs 11, is that what they say? Legs 11, was well, like bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, welcome to legs episode. It's all about legs, it's leg day. And what a pair of pins. <laughs> oh. What a pair of pins you have in your ears. Yeah. Me, Phil Wang, and he, Pierre Novelli. Both of us, we're pretty meaty-legged boys. Novelli has a pair of legs in it, the two L's. <gasps> and Philip, if you spell my particular Philip wrong. Yeah. Oh. And... I thought, I, oh yeah, I was, I was about to think that Novelleg, but there's no G in there. You, okay, you, yeah. you, you're so believable. For a second, I thought I had a G in my own surname. I'm a very convincing man. Yeah. The glasses and the uh, tone of voice. And uh, in fact, your shirt has buttons. A friend of mine recently said in front of another friend, "Oh, Phil's not as smart as he sounds." Really? And it's the most vulnerable I've ever felt <laughs> because I know she's exactly right. I'm really not as smart as I sound. Really? Or as smart as I look, or as smart as I try and get across. People usually believe that I'm smart, but I'm, I'm not nearly as smart as people think I am. Who was that? <laughs> I'll believe I'll believe it. Uh, no, I'll, just, I'll tell you later. All right. That's very funny, though. <laughs> was that at Mac? No, it was uh, in Australia. Ah. Uh, yeah. My producer, basically. Oh, right, right. right. People, uh, yeah, uh, he's not as smart as he is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, true. Yep, she's produced me. Absolutely true. You've produced me some humiliation. <laughs> Um, we've just uh, come back from the McCunthleth Comedy Festival, Mac Comedy Fest. Yes. Me, you, and um, our slow poo friend live together <laughs> yes. in um, a cottage in Wales. Listener, if you remember a couple of episodes back, we accused one of our friends of um, pooing by erosion. Yeah. Um, and he, does, he doesn't use his uh, sphincter. He believes that the natural way to poo is uh, like a glacier. Yep, to just literally sit and wait for, in a way, almost philosophically, the poo to do him. (laughs) (laughs) And we had to share a cottage in Wales with him this weekend. Yeah. Uh, But it wasn't too bad, actually. It was fine. The the only bit that was weird was when, and and I mean, we should have assumed this because it's the logical extension of his philosophy. He also doesn't understand or believe that there is a way to pee faster. Mm. Whereas if you tense your lower abdomen, it applies pressure to your bladder, and you pee moderately faster, then yeah, you would normally pee. I mean, you'll save seconds on the dollar, as it yeah, were. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. doesn't believe that that's a thing. And even if it was a thing, he believes it's like so detrimental to your health. It's very odd that he's so obsessed with like the idea of using your muscles being bad for you. That's that's a very that's like Donald Trump who doesn't do exercise because he believes you've this is true as from his quotes he believes you've got a set amount of energy in your life oh yeah 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 which is <laughs> which is genuinely like a 12th century medical belief like humours like he believes he has a, a tank of humours yeah that he'll spend or like your heart only has this many beats <laughs> and so as long as you live slowly enough you'll live to be like 300 years old like a slow lizard man never moving but now we are back in uh, England. Back in black. Back from Mac. No more rabbit and lamb for us. <laughs> back no. to coal. 
And grass. No more leaks. No more leaks. Yeah. That's the other Welsh thing, isn't it? Leaks. Um, yeah. Leaks, lamb, and cheese on toast. Dude, when I first moved to England, I, um, I, I went for lunch with my family in a cafe in Bath. Yeah. And one of the uh, things on the menu was uh, Welsh rabbit, yeah. which I thought was a fun... Uh, Welsh spelling of rabbit. I thought that. Yeah, so I was like, "Ooh, yum, rabbit! Yeah. What a, what a, what an exotic life I'm about to start yeah, here and, in the United Kingdom." And very ye old England. Yeah, I thought this is so authentic. And the waiter came and gave me cheese on toast, <laughs> and I said, "There is surely a mistake here." I said, "Nope, that's Welsh rabbit." This country—it's a country of lies, cheesy, cheesy lies. I thought Welsh rabbit for ages was exactly, yeah, some kind of weird, like, oh, right, because it's Wales and they they can only eat rabbit or, like, rare bit, like, rare, like, rare meat, like... Yeah, I mean, r- rare um, is th- the most misleading part of that, because there's nothing rare about cheese or bread <laughs> in the United Kingdom. There's nothing rare about that bit at all. It should no. be called common bit. Common bit. Welsh common bit. Welsh common bit. I thought it was one of those things where it was like, oh, the poor man's steak, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, I, th- I just thought like, oh, Wales historically has always been portrayed to me as p- unbelievably poor. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like it was so poor that at a point it was like almost like a mocking thing. Like like when people say like, oh, an Irish goodbye. Whatever. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, would you like a Welsh juicy red meat steak? And it's like, ha, it's cheese on toast because that they're so poor historically that that's precious to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they need cheese on toast that much, because we don't let them have anything except <laughs> shovels to dig coal with. Or a Dutch oven. Yeah. How do you think that was the first... Was that the first English person to have sex with a Dutch person? And they farted. And the next morning, we're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> do you know a Dutch oven and is... And the guy was just like, oh, this is a Dutch thing. Oh, it's just uh, normal for everyone where I'm from. I love it's it. how we bake bread. <laughs> what? <laughs> no wonder all your bread tastes like farts. <laughs> Um, there's a real type of oven called a Dutch oven. What's funny about that is that I presume Dutch for bread is like brot. Uh, brot, yeah. Which I, sounds I, like I, a fart. Brot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called brot. <laughs> brot. Because <laughs> it's full of farts. Whereas, uh, I, I guess it sounds like a different kind of bread. <laughs> that sounds like a, an accidental bread. one. Bread. That's true. Actually, all farts sound a bit like bread, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depending on. And in uh, in Chinese, bread is mian bao. So uh, I've had farts like that. I've had farts like mian mian bao. <laughs> in Malay, it's roti. It is a lot of languages. Roti, roti, roti. I don't know. The t would be a difficult sound to fart. T. I guess roti. I just love when you try and hold it in, but a little bit. <laughs> roti. <laughs> that's, you, that's, you, that's you catching the fart. You're bubbling. <laughs> or uh, uh, nan. <laughs> that's a very relaxed fart. Nan. <laughs> that's a hangover. That's a hangover. <laughs> this is this is the new version of numbers as weapons. I've had a couple of pitter pitter pitters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I try pa pa in French pa. Oh, pa oh yeah there's a pa pa 
What an what what a fascinating phenomenon we've discovered. All bread sounds like a fart. Yeah, and that's. Pr- I mean, sourdough doesn't. But uh, the <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hell of a fart. Sourdough. What would that be? Yeah. No, that uh, then then uh, the other fart sound would be like when you use a knife to cut sourdough. <laughs> Horrible, raspy. We're back on the farts. Oh man, how long has that taken now? This time to get on the farts. Six minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> They're funny. How funny? I've told you my theory about why poos and wees are funny. Mm. I think they're funny because it's the only time that things can come out of you and you're not dying. Bleeding's not very funny, though. But you could be dying. You're not supposed to bleed. Oh, okay. As it were. Whereas, like, poos and wees are the one thing that everyone has, which, like, fly out of you in quite a dramatic way. (laughs) To the point where you have to go to a different room and sit down to have it happen to you. I guess we're lucky enough that... And we're not dying. So you, you, it's almost like you're laughing as a relief. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, what the fuck is happening? But like having... But <clears throat> diarrhea kills so many people in, but, in the third world. But that's like that Chappelle thing, that, right? Where like, it's only funny now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he used to kill you. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely serious. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I have diarrhea. It's extremely serious. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, but that's, that's funny now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, if we could... It, it, maybe if we could bleed heavily without no, without ever dying, we'd be, like, squirting each other with artery bursts, like, ah, ha, ha, like, just <laughs> shooting blood in each other's face, like, ah, I got you. Maybe that would be it. And yeah. also, it's like, uh, it, it brings everyone down. Anything that humiliates everyone is funny. Yeah, exactly. It brings us all to the same level. It's, yeah. The emperor's got no clothes. Yeah, and it's like, this thing has come out of you, and... and even though it's yours, it's, like, repulsive. It's repulsive. You want to get rid of it. We want to get rid of it. There's a hypocrisy to it. You made this, and now you just want to get rid of it. I <laughs> guess it's like being naked. It. Being naked is funny because yeah. all the pretenses of civilization have gone out the window for a second. Yes. And we're and confronted yeah. with our animalism. Any th- okay, is it any anything animalistic and not threatening? So nothing yeah. to do with death. So like someone's vulnerable. Like, vulnerability animalistic vulnerability is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Orgasm yeah. faces. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Crying. Vomiting. Yeah. I, I find crying very funny. Crying is often very funny. Depends why it's happening. But if it's happening for a not threatening reason. Mm. So animalistic vulnerability that is nothing to do with death. Sure. Like I find it very funny seeing pictures of people genuinely weeping. Because a football team has lost a game. And often it's not even a very important game. That's very funny to me. Mm. Because it couldn't be more removed from having consequences. <laughs> it's like crying because you've imagined a gnome dying. Yeah, I guess it's so what, odd. what's funny is you're confronted with how silly we are. So when someone is naked, like, how silly it is that we wear clothes. Yeah. Or when we poo. How silly it is that we pretend we don't poo. I guess that'll be it. Yeah, it's good philosophy. Mm-hmm. Philosophy of humor, of bum bum humor. Enjoy bum bum humor, but don't live a bum bum life. There must be a PhD on this somewhere. Well, we can do, we co-author it. Yeah, we could do. <laughs> what are you a doctor in? Uh, <laughs> 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 What's your PhD in? Have you ever noticed that bread sounds like a, f- a fart? 
What? No, never mind. Never mind. I shouldn't have mentioned my PhD. <laughs> this is a dinner party. What's one of those phenomenons, the bread sounding like farts? Like, you know, how in pretty much every language, ma is mother. Yeah. What's, uh, it, there's the, that kind of common root theory for all languages, mm. or, or at least for Indo-European languages. Like, even in ancient Sanskrit, like, brother is like bratar. Oh, really? So there's like brother, bruder, broder. Mm-hmm. You know, and then brought. bratar. And farts. So yeah. I think the family unit and fart bread <laughs> evolved at the same time. My brother farted on the bread. That's then the, the brother brought on the bread. The oldest writing they found in, Mesop- <laughs> in Mesopotamia, the first ever statement written down. My the, brother farted the bread. There is a really old um, joke, or like, yeah, like the oldest joke about it's like an Assyrian or something. Is it cuneiform script? It's it's um it's a guy about his goat. Like there's there's one which is um. It doesn't make any sense. There's one which is talking about... It's like a funny phrase, like, ah, you know. It's almost like a sort of the old ball and chain. And it's something about... No time has ever passed before a, a woman has farted in her husband's lap. <laughs> and it's a, and it's like... The, the, you can tell that the point of the joke is how li- always likely it is that your wife's going to fart in your lap. Right, yeah, yeah. And you go, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I get and like the only way that makes sense in my head is that they're always on your lap, like when you're like all sat around a table drinking old grain beer, you know, like Mesopotamian ancient beer. I don't think they just live on your lap in those days. I think they're all sat around a table and they're all drinking and laughing. Yeah, there must have been loads of chairs because there's hardly any people. I guess they must have had all these chairs. (laughs) There are so many chairs, and yet you fart in my lap. That was like that was like that guy was his era's Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I tell you. Oh, it's rough. Oh, I get no respect here in the Astrian, the Astrian kingdom. <laughs> How about that new agriculture? <laughs> I would love, uh, <laughs> I would love Dawn of Agriculture, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I told my wife I wanted us to... I told my girlfriend I wanted us to settle down, so she invented agriculture. I tell you, I get no respect. It's rough, this irrigation. (laughs) Game of Thrones, Game of Bones, Game of Phones... Game of loans, game of scones, game of moans, game of cones, game of tones, game of zones, game of groans, game of stones, game of clones, game of knowns, game of crones. That's all of them. Did you ever have to make a shadoof? You what? Yeah. So, a shadoof. A shadoof. I, at primary school. Is that time of bread? <laughs> shadoof, shadoof. At primary school on the Isle of Man. Every year, seemingly, like every every like year three, would go through this ritual of learning about ancient Egypt. <laughs> and I'm not sure why British children all learn about ancient Egypt. It's quite a Victorian interest. Mm, yeah, but yeah. Perhaps you all go and raid a tomb there to prepare you for your grand tour. Yeah, exactly to Cairo. Um, and we learned about their irrigation techniques and how they like oh, th- much was made. Much was made, Philip about the ancient Egyptians' ability to make the Nile, to use the Nile to make the surrounding bits of desert not shit and grow things. Mm, and use the flooding of the Nile. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and irrigation. And a shadoof was like this, 
um, it was like a, a dippy thing. Like you would dip the water. It was like a scooper. Ah. And it would hinge down into the water and you'd lift it up and turn it around and psh, pour yeah, the water lovely. out. And people would shadoof that shit all day. And as part of this project, we'd have to make a shadoof out of like doweling rod and glue guns. That's the most fascinating thing about um, early education is the amount of effort that goes into the most detailed exercise about a, the smallest aspect of one of your subjects. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, yeah. it's like, <laughs> this, this, this year we're learning about the entire ancient world, so you will literally actually mummify a cat. We'll spend nine months perfectly mummifying a cat. And then we'll rush through uh, Greece and Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're going to teach you the actual nine different ways to very uh, elaborately fold, and it's very difficult to do properly, a toga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will this be on the test? What test? Yeah, there are no tests. This has no consequences. You will just... We're giving you something baffling to remember for decades. You will become Athena. You will literally become a god. <laughs> We, we're all working hard together, so you'll become the, the Athenian god of wisdom. We'll train an owl to be your avatar. <laughs> and you will rule over modern Greece. And then we'll do uh, World War One. Then we'll do sats. <laughs> which you should pass, given that you are Athena. Yeah, primary school learning is, is a baffling series of... A lot of it just doesn't doesn't make sense until you factor in the the, the idea of the teacher just trying to fill the fucking. Oh day. yeah, when you grad, when you finish school, you look back and go, they were just blagging it the whole time. <laughs> they were just they were just vamping. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the idea though that like a lot of my primary school seems to have been chosen by like the the curriculum is seems to always have been chosen by like an eccentric aristocrat. It's like Greece and Rome and Egypt. And then, of course, on the Isle of Man, lots of Vikings and Celts, too. There was one thing where we all just had to, like... Um, we tried to, like, gel our hair like Celts did. What? Because they would make their hair all spiky with lime. Really? Yeah. To Doesn't make lime them... burn you? Well, like, it, would, it was like lime, like powder, like stone. Like, not the actual lime you use to, like, get rid of a body. Oh, in, right, in right. A, in, a, in a Coen Brothers film. <laughs> um, but it was like, it, we all had this, like, clumpy white hair or maybe then we made like fake lime or something and you had to get like written permission and mad to like dress as a mad Celt that was pretty cool that is very cool just spiky hair and shadoofs shadoof yeah I played um, I, I was obsessed with the game Pharaoh 3 oh. on computer when I was a kid do you ever have that game I know what is this you just had to build ancient Egyptian towns right it was brilliant fun and so I was very invested with the flooding of the Nile <laughs> yeah, like you, that better seasonally flood because you have to prepare all the farmers and get them um, along the banks of the Nile and then once a year would flood and you have to make all your you have to grow all your crops ah. stuff so um, yeah the, the flooding of the Nile was m- more significant for me than it should be for any 10 year old <laughs> <laughs> no 10 year old should have to worry about the flooding of the Nile <laughs> like not even Tutankhamun <laughs> As a ten-year-old pharaoh, was that aware of how important <laughs> he was? Com- he was playing a computer game about growing up in Malaysia. Yeah, and 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 uh, <laughs> he was playing a computer game about a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I was an Age of Empires kid. I loved Age of Empires. I can still do some of the noises, like uh, when a villager is created, it goes. <sighs> <sighs> ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, can you do one of the building noises? Um, oh God, what was the house? It was like boom, boom. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, oh, the barracks was a rubadubadum. <laughs> In Age of Empires too, it would just be like a sort of military drum going. The ho- the stable was just a t- horrible horse whinny. So every time we clicked it, we got like, it's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. And some of the some of the, uh, the I would often play as the, the Britons, mm. um, and like they almost sounded like words that we would know. I know that when you told them to go on the little farm, they go tildere, and ah. when they chop wood, they go chopa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you played as the Norse, like the Vikings, they would go yeah. <laughs> they sounded almost offensively Scandinavian. Yeah, I I always like the the peons in uh, Warcraft. Yeah, oh. yes, my lad. <laughs> it's obviously made by game designers who really hated poor people. <laughs> really contemptuous of agriculture. Yes, my lad. Yeah. I miss a little peon. Or they or they would be like work, 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 or something like that. Always sort of begrudging. Yeah. Did you play Stronghold? No. Uh, Stronghold was like you were like a medieval lord and you start with just like a keep um, just like a sort of central castle let me just make sure we're still recording there um, you start with like a keep like a sort of central castle and you just have to build from nothing you just have a load of like scrubby peasants in, in rags mm-hmm. you have to sort of build stuff and chop stuff down and da 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 and um <clears throat> You have this advisor, and he's like a really gross, simpering, The people are starving, my lord! Like, whenever you start losing the game. Yeah. And, and like, whenever you click a peasant, you can't tell them to do anything particularly. They all just do it automatically. Yeah. But then when you click them, they say things. Yeah. Um, so they say things like, Could you use a few more rations, my love? Yeah. They're, like, really, like, simpering, like, horrible, patronizing. And they all have, like, West Country accents. It's very classist. But then I guess it's a medieval game. But also this sort of uh, b- benign technocracy yeah. where the lowest peasant can speak openly to the king about <laughs> their problem. Yeah, they can go, <laughs> they go, it's awful cold here. In the-. Yeah, yeah. The most frustrating thing when you're a kid is when you the game won't do what you want it to. Mm. And in Stronghold, every time you try and build something and you didn't have the resources, this annoying voice would go, my wood is needed. You go, God Damn it! <laughs> this gets so angry. I used to just put in cheat codes, man. I used to play. You were a cheat code boy. For until until um, I was like ten. I just like put in cheats and just like absolutely dominated. Uh, like there was, I played a, a Delta Force game, a shooting game where you could just turn invisible. And so I just turned invisible and just run into the enemy camp and just kill them. They're just standing there, and then I kill them all. And I think one day my dad saw me doing this. And I said, oh, I'll put in this sheet where I'm invincible. And he just said, well, then what's the point of playing the game? Yeah. And my whole world just crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Your mind collapsed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that completely changed how I look at video games. I, the I very idea of being challenged. <laughs> the very idea of accomplishment. Because <laughs> yeah. up till then, you were like a mad emperor. Oh, yeah. And you were just like, you 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 were you were the kind of you know what that's fascinating because people always say about like you know Kim Jong Un or whatever. Mm. Or like, I was I was Kim Jong Un. You were Kim Jong Un. Well, like Vladimir Putin doing like judo. Mm. And you go, well, no one's going to beat him at judo, are they? Mm. He's Vladimir Putin. It's like he's seventy-one and he's winning judo contests. Um, that proves that some people like don't care. 
you know? Like, if your dad had never said that to you. Yeah. And no one's ever said that to Kim Jong-un. Yeah. That, and so people are always like, well, he can't enjoy his invincible basketball experience. <laughs> they go, well, yeah, he can, because he's mad. Like, yeah. no one's ever told him, like, well, why are you doing this? Yeah. What's the fucking point? He's just there, like, yeah! <laughs> exactly. You can't win, because I'm going to kill you! Like, he's just there really enjoying that part of it. <laughs> really loving it. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner, after a knockout blow in the 94th round of our old lady pensioner death match, is Betty. Are you not entertained? Are you? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, we got some correspondence from quite a lot of you, actually. Thank you very much for that. I'm going to try and get through it. Uh, Amy got in touch uh, to... Uh, 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 passionately praised my hair pollen song oh yeah I, w- I really enjoyed the pollen song she said it was a real earworm of a song um uh she says the way you say nostrils just triggers something in me which is so fun thing i don't remember how i said it nostrils something like that it was a weird it was a very oddly sung song uh thank you for bringing such sadness and joy into my life with your beautiful poetry i received the gift of hay fever this year after 24 years of living Oh, no. Yeah, people get it when they're like older now. I swear I started getting it last year. My, uh, I think not. My, my flatmate doesn't have hay fever, but he's like there's been times in his life where he's had so much pollen just in his face that he has got it. It's just like a higher threshold. I see, I see, I see. Um, and I think pollution has a, a role to play in there Sounds well. like a thing that we should have evolved out by now. I think, well, no, I think we never had it and we're reacting to the fact that the air is full of bum-bum dirt. Pollen? But it's not like but living it, in particularly pollenous times. No, and pollution as well. Oh. It's it's like all it's all in one, buddy boy. Okay. Because like if you breathe in enough pollution, it makes your body like inflamed maybe, and your body's... Like, <laughs> just a sl- sl- just inflating. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Got and then you hate flowers. <laughs> um, but like your body's like very sick, you know? Or like or your body's like, we're always being attacked by pollution. And then some pollen comes in and it goes, probably this as well. Uh-huh. Maybe that could be it. I'm a doctor. Um... Thank you very much, Amy. Dash gets in touch. Good old Dash. Hey, Dash. Dash, as we all know, is the biggest fan of comedy. Yeah, watches a lot. I would say in general, like across the world. And um, as he um, he kindly often comes to your and my shows, mm-hmm. um, a fan of the best comedy. 
quite yeah. right. Absolutely correct. Uh, hey, P-Buds, he says. Uh, As usual, my musings are a little offbeat, but almost certainly not in a fun way. That's a good warning. Uh, <laughs> coolest uncool. So the coolest thing that is still uncool. Post-seasonal discount goodies. Post-seasonal, so like January sales. E.g. Easter eggs after Easter. Oh, I see. And they're like a quarter of the price. Oh man, I'm so Asian, he says. <laughs> so that's coolest uncool. Yeah. So it's cool. It's uncool because you're late, but it's cool because you're getting a great deal. Yeah, and also it's like, it's all, yeah, it's uncool as well because it's like, it's not Easter anymore and you're sat there with your little <laughs> egg with a duck's face painted on it or whatever the hell. Like a little baby. Yeah, there's something very depressing about eating treats out of season. Christmas pudding... On the 1st of January. I think I think you're still just within... Because you're still off work. Christmas pudding at the end of January. Yeah, Christmas pudding on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That is sad. On that, your own. That is like the name of a... That is the name of a song by an emo band that none of us remember. From the, it's like, a good Charlotte song. Christmas pudding. <laughs> Very British for an American band. But Christmas pudding and Valentine's Day. Yeah, I remember. And then Good Charlotte did it originally. And then um, My Chemical Romance covered it. Or maybe it was Death Cab for Cutie. It's like that kind of band. And from time to time in a Starbucks, you'll hear uh, an unofficial acoustic version. <laughs> yeah. Christmas pudding and Valentine's Day. And you're like, hey, this kind of works, slow down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's in a minor key, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, I'm so Asian. Is that an Asian thing, Phil? Getting a good deal is very Asian. Yeah. Not caring about pr- the propriety of the product. Yeah. Um, and just getting a good deal. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'd say that's Asian. Darsh, we agree. You're officially extremely Asian. Uncoolest cool. So it's the coolest thing that's still... Uh, the least cool thing that is still cool. Yeah. Dating app profiles where all of the images are group pictures to make them look like a fun person, but you can't tell which one the profile is for. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it's cool because you obviously got a lot of friends. Yeah, uh, and you go skiing. But uncool because you've turned dating into Where's Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Where's Wally where at the end, once you find Wally, you fuck him. Where's Willy? Where's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's Willy? There's a real... So, right, you've just reminded me of something. When my gran was starting to like lose her eyesight oh, a bit... Oh, great, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> she found a Willy in the bushes. She got. She found a Willy in an enormous ancient Egyptian crowd. <laughs> um, it had red and white stripes on it. Imagine, crazy, incredible she could tell, considering she was blind. And glasses, ironically. Um, so she got my cousin Mike, uh, who uh, at that time lives in South Africa still, uh, a Where's Wally book. And he was like seven or eight, and she got it. You know, like when your like your relatives visit and they bring you like airport gifts, mm. like a little book or a oh, it's a it's a jar of jelly babies from abroad. So you treat it with reverence. And uh, he would look. He was always trying to find where's Wally, and he couldn't do it. And he's quite like a methodical. Like he's an engineer now, Mike. You mm. know, so he would he he literally divided up each page into like squares. Yeah. To try and fucking find Wally. No Wally. Mm. Did it with every single page. No Wally. Tried it five times. Nothing. And he just, he went, this is bullshit. Put it on his shelf. Forgot about it. And then like years later, when he was in it, like an actual teenager, like 14 or 15. So like seven years later, he was like, oh yeah. And he saw it on his shelf and he took it out. And it was Where's Willy? And it was like a sexy Where's Wally book. <laughs> <laughs> and in each crowd was like a, like a, a cartoon dick. 
So what's he going through? And they're like, oh, why does this dick keep appearing? Literally, he remembers thinking, there's that fleshy thing again. <laughs> so there was like a six foot like penis was in each crowd. Was this an accident that his, his, his yeah. relatives got Yeah, well, my gran, my gran had just... Oh, fuck. My gran was just like, yeah, that's the same. <laughs> just, had, <laughs> just, just like hadn't read it. <laughs> Get- She's got a grandson, a, a book of Where's Willie and some lingerie. <laughs> Like a fun costume. Here's a scarf. Here's a, here's a scarf and here's a book about... Crotchless pants. Willies. <laughs> also, I remember once my, my mum bought a t-shirt for me from the internet for some reason. I have no <laughs> idea why. And it was a, a surfer, a fun surfer cartoon. Like, like you know, in the cartoon is just like a darker line outline against a lighter version of the same color. So it's like, it's not a colored in cartoon. It's like an outline only cartoon. Yeah. It was like a dark brown, like cartoon of a surfer, just the outlines on a light brown t-shirt. That's it. And underneath in dark brown, like same color as the lines of the cartoon, it said surf's up. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> my mom didn't zoom in on the cartoon. And so when it arrived, it was a man surfing and fucking a woman. <laughs> On the board? Yeah, but like up, like he was like carrying her, fucking her, you know? So like her legs were like, <laughs> her legs were like wrapped around him and her arms were around his neck and he was just <laughs> fucking her standing up on a surfboard where it surfs up underneath. And I was like, I was like 14. <laughs> and she, in, to her credit, she didn't try and give it to me. She just, she came into my room and was like, do you know what I've done? <laughs> Do you know what I've accidentally tried to buy you as a t-shirt for you to wear? It's like, what? And uh, all credit to her. Very funny. Well, she was very open about it. I think my mother would have been so... Straight on the... just buried in the garden. Straight on the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CSI cover-up. Um, I think that's true because, yeah, it's cool because you're popular, but it's uncool because you're fucking with the whole point of being on the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, although maybe maybe um, maybe if you you really want a partner who's good at uh, cross referencing, yeah, is the ideal test. Yes. If, yeah. if if you made ensure that it's possible to discern you through in photos by by cross examination. Yeah. If you if if you want to you only want to fuck people who are really good at spot the difference. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, thank you, Dash. Um, he then sent a follow-up email because he doubted that his uh, one of his choices was good, but it was good. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Henry, Henry, Henry gets in touch. Goodness. So finally, a touch of class to this fucking <laughs> podcast. Uh, hey, P Dog and P Diddy. Which is which? Well, indeed. Oh. Uh, first, I wanted to say thanks for the pod. I love it. Great. Okay, thank you. You're, you are welcome. You're welcome. I already loved Philly Philly Wang Wang, but have now been introduced to Pierre and love him too. Great. Yes! What a threesome we make. It's about time. The two peas and Henry. Did you see that funny uh, tweet someone sent about like how they love Bud Pod because Phil's great, and then that was the end of the tweet. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like... Nah, nah, nah. I, 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 I still retweeted it, but I retweeted it like... Nah, you're gonna... <laughs> Trying to neg me. Uh, as soon as I heard your most uncool, cool thing, coolest uncool thing segment... I thought it might be funny to have a weirdest normal thing, normalist weird thing segment. Hey, that's a good idea. It's a good idea, Henry. You're already pulling your weight around here. <laughs> yeah. 
For example... You're already doing the, putting the most effort into this threesome. There's always one. <laughs> yeah. um, for example, weirdest normal thing. Turning down the radio when you're looking for your destination. Mm, I turn it right off. If I'm nearing... If I'm getting there... Mm. Um, why should why should the radio being on affect your vision? But it I, does, right? Yeah, I will genu- I will crash the car into the building and want to go into it if the radio is still on. Yes, I I often find it uh, quite funny where sometimes people try and and I do it as well. You try and listen harder. Yeah, it's almost like you're trying to squint your ears. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm listening so hard. And you go, well, like your ears dog. aren't your, your ears aren't changing. I wish you could. I wish we could close our ears. That would be great. Why can't we close our ears? I can move my ears. I can wiggle them. Yeah, me, me too. We're both ear wigglers. But why, why don't we have a flap that just comes down and poof? Because you can close our eyes so we can go to fucking sleep. But it's not like we can sleep in noise, can we? Yeah, we should be able to do like a full security lockdown on your entire head. Yeah. Nostrils, mouth. <laughs> Laser beams. Just a, a red alarm light goes off on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> And no one can wake you. You just become man in the iron mask for a afraid. Just like a mannequin, and then you come out re- feeling really rested. So, so that's as weird as normal thing. That's a good thing, yeah. He says everyone does it. Uh, no one would say you're weird for doing it, but it is inherently weird, and that's true. So his normalist weird thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird thing, but it's the most normal weird thing. Uh, he says masturbating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you openly talk about wanking slash flicking the bean, uh, you get weird looks, and it's all very no-no, which yeah. is a very fun tone of phrase. I quite like that, Henry. It's all very no-no. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, this, this, oh, no, this no. is all very no-no. So I was wanking the other day. Oh, no, 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 no. That would be a funny way to react to that. <laughs> Just trying to s- I like the phrase, this is all very no-no. This is all very no-no. Like a judge. Yeah, waggling his finger. I'd had a murderer. This. This, That was very no-no. That was very no-no. It's definitely considered weird if you say you've just had a wank. But everyone does it. It's one of the most normal things in the world! Exclamation mark. All the best, Henry. Dude, I have to tell you my my worst wanking story. It's not that bad. I mean, absolutely. This is the worst wanking story I'm willing to tell on the podcast. <laughs> I was at, it was at um, the Ed, an Edinburgh Fringe, yeah. and I was staying in a flat with Ivo Graham, the comedian, yeah. and Finn Taylor, the also comedian. Shout out to Ivo Graham and Finn Taylor. Shout out to Dan Bort. No. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, Ivo was telling us uh, for like a week, oh, our friends are going to come and uh, stay in the flat uh, for a couple of nights. So that's all right. And I'm like, yeah, hey, whatever, fine. And then um, one morning I wake up and I just needed a wank. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes you wake up and you need a dang wank. You were full of demons. Full of, uh, full of swimming, full of swimming demon, demon tadpoles. And um, so um, I got the little fella out. Made him into a, a bigger fella. And, um, you inspired him. And I just got it everywhere. I got it all <laughs> no. over. I just got it all over my hands. Just like, ah! <laughs> it's like I, uh, it's, <laughs> it's like I just performed surgery on a ghost. Just, <laughs> ah! And you'd lost him. <laughs> I'd lost him, yeah. And I banged on his chest. No, come on! T- 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 time of second death. God damn you! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, so I just I was covered in ectoplasm. Yeah, uh, my hands. 
And so I am... I got the door open with that bit between your thumb and your index finger that somehow always stays this a bit dry. Yeah, yeah. Your, so your open, snuff sniffer. So you open you, you open the door like a lobster. Or a Lego man. And um, I I walk out into the... Because the toilets are just in the hallway. So I walk out into the hallway Yeah. with these hands. And there's a stranger I've never met standing in the hallway Yeah. with bags. And he turns around and he says... Oh, hi, Phil. I'm James, Ivo's friend. And he sticks out his hand. No! <laughs> and it's covered in just two. <laughs> he sticks out a very, very clean hand yeah. to shake mine. And I'm, I'm just staring at his hand <laughs> for too long. And I catch him staring at me, staring at his hand. And his face turns from... One of politeness to just fear. Like, there's, there's no social tension like sticking your hand out and not having it reciprocated. Yes. And so all these things are going through his mind. Like, why isn't he shaking his, my hand? Yeah. And I just see this terror descend on his face. And he, he, um, he then retracts his hand. Yeah. And I just say, yeah, nice to meet you, James. Sorry, I'm just going into the, uh, the bathroom. He's like, yeah, okay, okay, sure. And I go in. And I wash, I wash my hands, <laughs> and um, I come out of the bathroom, and he's he's gone. Uh, and later on, I tell Ivo about this. Like, yeah, I think I might have been a bit weird with uh, your friend. Yeah. And he said, um, yeah, he told me that. He said uh, I tried to shake Phil's hand, but um, I don't know. I guess he must have had a wank or something. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Shake my hand so he just immediately he knew I mean I still did the right thing oh you you, you behaved correctly we both behaved correctly that's the thing and also I, I mean I, I, it wasn't an ideal situation no. but I could have made it a lot worse imagine if it was like hey good meet you buddy <laughs> and then really shaking it Patted him on the back, patted his cheek. Ah, oh, nice to have you here. I grab his cheeks like I'm an Italian uncle. Ah! <laughs> Look at you, you've grown. Patting him on with the other hand on the cheek. Oh man! And also, but 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 on the plus side, on the plus side, if it's one of Ivo's friends, then that's a boarding school guy. Mm, maybe I'm not. I wasn't quite sure. Maybe not. But I, Ivo has a. But it's a high a chance. Sure. There's a high chance. Oh, so you're saying he's probably absolutely right. Yeah, totally. He was like, oh, no, you've got wank hands. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I was at boarding school, you know? He's, he's completely plugged into that. Maybe that's how he just, his instincts were, were bang on. Yeah, well, he knew straight away what was going on. It's like someone who was in Nam. <laughs> he's like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can still see the look on his face when he realized I wasn't going to shake his hand. But was, but now hang on. While you were staring at his hand, presumably you didn't just have your jizz claw just out. Did you put it behind you like you like Prince well, Charles? It's, it's just I had it just in front of my had them, my hands just in front of my chest like I just killed someone for the first time. <laughs> just like trembling. Because <laughs> you've got to keep it away from everything. Yes. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. All a lot of us want is a stable future for not just ourselves and not just our family, but a stable future for the large pack of feral rats that 
Live in the enormous hat we insist on wearing at all times. Because we've trained those rats, we've trained them over many years to stay in the hat, especially during family gatherings or christenings. And we've trained them to run all over our body at night in a massage-style pattern when we're lying face down, or if it's our birthday, face up. And the fact of the matter is that a stable world which involves everyone except those rats that you've spent all those years training, and let's face it, feeding the best food you can buy, well, that's not a world any of us want to live in. And that's why I think you should sell your house and give me all the money so I can spend it on breeding an even better race of rats that will be entirely hat-based. Yeah, that's a very good um, most normal weird thing. No, weirdest normal thing. Yeah, that's most, that's the weirdest normal thing. Yes, yes, because it's everyone treats it super weirdly, but it's very normal. And healthy. And good luck, Henry. Yeah. With all of your wanks. Keep, keep on jacking, everyone. Keep on jacking, everyone. <laughs> that's yet another motto. <laughs> what, what, what do you think of the messages of your podcast? Keep on jacking. Keep on. <laughs> Just keep on jacking. Keep on jacking. So, okay, thank you. That's a, a good way to finish a wank as well. Yeah, yeah. Or scream, I'm a pilot. <laughs> I'm a pilot! How am I supposed to wank now? Um, I'm a pilot! How am I supposed to shake people's hands now? That's me at the end of the wanking. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, we've been sent an email with a subject line, travel story dot dot dot, not poo. Oh, well, yeah. we'll still read it. Uh, from Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Which is a very American name. And I think she is American. Wow. Butt P. Butt P. Uh, P dubs, double P's, aka Pierre and Phil, Phil and Pierre, peep and poop. Which is <laughs> 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 nice. Peep and poop. Two peeps and a poop. Two poops and a peep. One afternoon, I was happily boarding a plane from Chicago, Illinois. Ooh. Heading to visit my family back home in Los Angeles. That's also in America. Yeah, and what a what a reversal of the usual story of people moving from the Midwest to, to LA. Yeah, so her parents are trying to make it as uh, Hollywood stars. Her parents are busy making it as Hollywood stars, and she's like, I, "Mom, Dad, I want to move to the Midwest, to Chicago, and just make it as a regional supervisor of an accountancy firm." And like, and they're like, oh, "I don't know about that." They're it's like, it'll probably happen. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any movie stars out there. What are you going to, what, what kind of, what, I don't even know if they know if they have a walk of fame. Yeah, really angry about it. Just like, uh, 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 they, 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 they're not going to eat a streetwise LA girl like you alive out there. They're going to be, they're going to be baffled by your street smarts. Look how unworried you've made your father. <laughs> so, uh, back home in Los Angeles, uh, she's, so she's going to LA to visit her family, mm-hmm. her movie star family. It had been several months since I had seen my family, and maybe more important to your off-menu friends. Oh. So that's a shout-out to Off-Menu with Ed Gamble and James Acaster, mm-hmm. which has ended its first season because they are lazy. <laughs> we will never end. And it had been several months since I had the pleasure of eating my very favorite foods from my very favorite restaurants. Ooh. This flight normally takes about four hours on the largest domestically bound airplanes in America, as full planes travel daily to and from these large cities. I had timed my flight to land in my foodie sweet spot. When right into the restaurant. <laughs> right into the restaurant. <laughs> 
when one of my favorite restaurants would welcome us with open arms. If you haven't guessed by now, this won't end well. About an hour and a half into the flight over Texas somewhere, the pilot informs us that there was nothing wrong with the plane, but we had to be... It's re- never a good start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now, let me just start by saying there's nothing wrong with the plane, yeah. or, or, per se. Or, or there's no good place to put emphasis there. There's nothing wrong with the plane. <laughs> There's nothing I wrong am, with the plane. I am bleeding to death, however. Um, uh, but we had to be rerouted to make an emergency landing. Another hour and a half later, we were informed that we should stay in our seats, having just landed back in Chicago. Ugh. We all abided as a seemingly drunk man was escorted off the plane, followed oh, no. by what can only be described as yellow-brown air. Wow. Twas not good. Twas foul, she says. <laughs> Two minutes later, a flight attendant with gloves and a seat cushion follow, with a similar seat cushion. Yeah, with a similar (sighs) stench wafting behind. No! (laughs) Apparently, the man had peed so much in his seat. So much had he peed, Philip, that he had soaked through the cushion and made it impossible for us to carry on to Los Angeles for another two and a half hours. I still have no idea why we didn't land somewhere on the way instead of turning back, but my four-hour flight turned into a seven-hour flight, and I was forced to eat gross aeroplane food because of pee. <laughs> Hashtag poop emoji. Well, we just had the story that we were talking last week about the, the British flight that was turned around for the poop. Yeah, I think that's what inspired her to remember this. Ah. Poop, poop plane, now pee plane. Pee plane, even a pee will do it. Yeah, well, enough, as she says, had peed so much. Mm. That's more than one pee. Right. He sat there doing three or four pee pees in a row. I'm always amazed that someone like that is able to get through security. Not, 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 not like they, that he wasn't spotted, but just that he had the wherewithal. Yeah. Because it's not a simple process. You have to have your wits about you. Do you think, do you think that he'd done that thing where he had like five pints? In in the terminal yeah. after he got through, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. only hit him on the flight where yeah. he was. And this man is drinking in the in the plane, mm. definitely. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's America, and it's customer service, so they can never say no to you. Seemingly, mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, could I get a uh, nine whiskeys?" They're like, <laughs> "Of course, sir. Please don't fire me." You know. So they've just given him that, and he's just gone ah, and all the five pints have been in a sequence of wee wees after him. But she's saying it smells really bad. Yeah. Now. You have five pints. Your first pee is as clear as a mountain stream. Right. The, the, the stuff that makes your pee yellow is the smelliness. So, like, I, it would still smell, but the, the level of smell she's describing, this man is also ill? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe he's just been holding it in. Which is an alcoholic. A terrible boozer. Also, pee doesn't smell straight away, does it? It's only... It's when it gets stale that it's really horrible. Like sweat. Like it's piss-stained alleys that are really horrible, but the fresh piss is not doesn't stink really. It must have been because it was yeah, a couple of hours into the flight then. And it started to, yeah, concentrate. There's nothing wrong with the plane. It's just been soaked in piss by this maverick. Uh, yeah, also you're like in a, you're an encapsulated space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, that's a great... Uh, thanks for that story, Kristen. Well, Kristen... Hope, I hope you eventually got to some restaurant in Los Angeles. Yeah, I hope you eventually got... a. Uh, a higher quality burrito than one would normally find. Um, Mark. Well, okay. Mark? Mark gets in touch. Okay. Uh, a thing that is the least cool, cool thing. That thing a drummer does where he spins the drumstick around with one hand in between hitting the drums. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. Buds. That's very lame, but quite cool. That's pretty good. Very brevity there from Mark. Our, our friend, um, our, poo, our slow poo friend. Yes. He's very good at uh, swinging uh, like toy swords around like they would... 
like Aragorn would. Yeah, he can spin at things with his hands. Which is um, the hmm, the most uncool cool thing. Yeah, being yeah. able to spin a sword around. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you've practiced that, and also it you're you're not you're not you're not a paladin. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so I know you've practiced with that, doing that with sticks. Yes, and... Uh, when you uh, should have been practicing uh, pooing faster. <laughs> yes. You should have been practicing having anus muscles. You should have been doing uh, pelvic floor exercises. Yeah, yeah, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Um, yeah, and exactly, because we don't use swords daily. You had to create... You had to engineer the chance to practice this. Yeah. Whereas if you use swords daily, you'd be like, hey, cool. <laughs> uh, Leanne gets in touch. Uh, hey, Pierre and Phil. Just thought I'd share that I was listening to Bud Pod episode 9, Bud Poo, whilst driving home from work. Great. <laughs> As I drove by some farm fields, there was a waft of freshly spread manure. <laughs> it gave a strangely <laughs> realistic edge to, Smell -vision. to Phil's description of his shoveling debacle. Anyway, that's all. I thought it was funny, so I wanted to share. Love your work. Cheers, Leanne. Oh, Thank great. you, Leanne. Very impressive. Our first... Uh, what, what would that be? A... A 2D experience? Sound and smell? <laughs> yeah, but no visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, haunting. Yeah, yeah. You can't see, but you can hear farting and, and smelling. That, that enough uh, theme parks to have a 2D sound and smell experience. <laughs> it's completely still chairs, no spraying water or anything. They just blind you, they put a mask on you, and then just... <laughs> just noises. I guess that's kind of like those fancy restaurants where it's all dark. Yeah, but you've done that with farting. <laughs> that, that'd be a great... That'd be a great like installation where we play uh, podcasts in the dark with accompanying oh, smells. Yes, yes, and when we talk about uh, you know Asian food, you know we waft that in. Yeah, you can't have any, but the thing is, we've talked about bums and poos and wheeze <laughs> so much. We just essentially what was we could we could do what that. What do cum-covered hands smell like? <laughs> and the smell of an Edinburgh flat. <laughs> yeah, actually, they might they might be covered by sort the smell dusty. of dusty. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, essentially just listen to this podcast near a sort of, near a public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the olfactory equivalent of this podcast. Yeah. Public toilet. Yeah. And that hasn't been cleaned in a couple of days. And, uh, Jocelyn and Zizzy, uh, we will, we will get to your, to your correspondence in the next one because it's, you've both sent in some absolutely meaty slices of correspondence. Yeah, we'll get on to those next time. Thanks uh, for getting in touch, everybody. Yeah, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, okay, thank you. Um, and uh, keep jacking it. Keep jacking it. That was Legs 11. Legs, legs, leg day. That was leg day. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 11 of uh, Bud Pond. Uh, we're still counting them. We're still counting them. We'll get to the point where... We give up, but it'll be later than you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it'll be later boy. than you think. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, thank you for downloading. And if you do enjoy it, tell your friends. Please. If you if you count yourself among the Bud Pods elite Bud Squad. Yeah. If you are in Bud Squad, and I'm, and I'm nabbing from the old Adam and Joe show, they had Black Squadron. Mm-hmm. But that was for people who listened live instead of the podcast. Whereas right. if you're a real fan of Bud Pod, you're in the Bud Squad. The Bud Squad. And if you're in the Bud Squad, we need you to spread the word about Bud Pod. And get, and get us more Pod Buds. Yeah. We're, we're like a, a, a toilet humor-based cult. But Pierre and I want to be doing a live podcast um, 
at uh, the O2 Arena next year. I think that's right. Yeah, we've, we've booked it in. So we have booked it. So we uh, need at least twenty thousand bud pods. Pod, 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 pod buds. Pod, pod, pod buds. Um, and the toilets will be signed uh, bud poo. Yes. Uh, it'll be lots of themed uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, there'll, there'll be a model plane you can climb in, and someone will fill it with farts. Yeah, while well, you shout, I'm a pilot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was in the story. I'm a pilot! How am I supposed to fly home in the seat covered in piss? <laughs> well, we'll, um, we'll talk to you next time. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week and keep jacking it. Get in touch. <laughs> the at gmail.com or the bud, at the budpod on Twitter. Thank you. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.